Welcome to episode 39 of the Awkward Tapes, a podcast where awkward friends have awkward conversations about awkward things. Uh, today we're very excited to have a, a guest on. Um, he's done a lot throughout his career thus far, and he is also Zach and our audio guy Noah's professor, or former professor at this point. Mm-hmm. So Zach, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. Yes, sir. Not only have you graduated from Berkeley College of Music, you've had the wonderful chance to work with artists like Logic, J. Cole, um, Wiz Khalifa. You've toured with them. You went to Spain for a short span of your life. And honestly, we're just really excited to have you here, man. This is Elliot Sabah, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Yes. Yeah, man. Well, generally, the way we like to like crack these off is we crack these off man yeah, that's a way that's no, a way okay. of saying it so we have a presley thought so uh you want to start us off man oh I'm yeah sorry in advance for these elliot yeah dude. <laughs> they can be a bit cringy we used to do a lot more of these yeah. per episode <laughs> we do like five or six make it awkward uh, <laughs> this one deal. is especially for you okay Ooh. sound is just wiggly air oh true true <laughs> yeah you know that's what you've told us throughout the years <laughs> I say years as if I've known you for years. No, for at least 10 years. Right. I know. He exactly. says that he's been here for 10 months, and you're like, man, I've known him for years and years. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like I've known him for a long time. Yeah, yeah Like totally. a little too long? Or... No. Yeah. No, not yet. I think when you think about that, Wiggly Air. Yeah. No, I compared to other Presley thoughts, that one's pretty tame, but no, I agree with it. I like it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that one's not too bad. The, the, what was the... Well, I can't remember. You've had some terrible ones. That was not too bad. Hey. Yeah, man. Uh, come on now. Uh, even come the on, bad ones are good ones. Awful. You, come, come on. Absolutely <laughs> awful. Let, let's see what worse he has. Do you have any more lined up? <laughs> come on, give me a terrible one. Well, the one from the last one. The one after this, one after. I guess, technically, when they air. Um, you never see uh, oh, a mailman. Hold on. You're going to ruin the one for next week. <laughs> <Yes>. So? <laughs> Do an hey, older, this old isn't one. the same one. Lasagna is just spaghetti-flavored cake. Yeah. That's a good That's one, not a bad one. I think you showed me a clip of that, Zach. Yeah, that man. Probably. <laughs> I think say, that's our most popular video. Yeah. Although, believe. what do you have to say about dogs? Why, why do they lick us, Presley? Here's dogs lick us because they can taste the bones beneath our skin. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was what we thought. We still can't believe yep. it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. There, there you go, Elliot. That's that's how we kick it off. Just get the awkwardness going. Yeah. You know the plunger idea that you guys had before we started? Uh, what if oh, we did? Yes. What if we did peanut butter? <laughs> on the top of his head, oh. get a dog and then in just here? let a guy—I mean, a dog—a guy, a guy, a guy? <laughs> a guy? Hey, either one. I'll do it. We get Caleb in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caleb, shout out to you. Shout out to the Caleb Void with three eyes. Right. Well, Good thank say. you guys for for coming back. We got a lot that uh, we got a lot for you. This is gonna be a fun episode. Thank you for coming back for th- episode thirty-nine, and prepare yourself for a session of awkwardness. All right, so Elliot, uh, if you don't mind, just for the people that uh, don't know who you are, just kind of explain what you do and maybe how you how you got to this point. Um, so I'm a, a DJ first and an engineer second, I feel. Um, I spend my time, I guess, historically DJing for artists and concerts, mm-hmm. and I spent about 15 years doing radio. Um, and uh, yeah, and I got into mixing and mastering and all that kind of stuff. I think really because I like gear, right? Like yeah. I just I like gear, and I wanted to find something to like. Like I wanted to find another rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and engineering was really an endless, bottomless pit. 
One for my wallet and two for my nerdiness. So I think, uh, yeah. So I, I engineer and DJ and do radio and concerts and that kind of stuff. So, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. So, yeah, obviously we're the awkward tapes. And because uh, because we feel like we're all awkward in like our own way, everyone, and somewhat, we feel like. Um, but okay, so you've uh, <laughs> there's exhibit A. You guys know about the awkward turtle? Remember that from middle school? Awkward oh. turtle oh, or awkward dude. turkey or whatever? Yeah. No, no, no. This is a thing. I remember that. It was a thing that you do in school. That anytime anyone would do something awkward, you just sit here and do this. You don't remember that? No. no. Did you guys no. not have a childhood? Well, no. we were homeschool. We were homeschool. I was. Everyone homeschool. Homeschool. I'm the only normal one here. Yeah. yeah. What is yeah, normal? Public school. Uh, public school. You know. Okay, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> okay, but the thumbs have to go the opposite way. So that, oh, and okay. then there's turkey, I think, thumb out. And it's, I don't know, some weird, <laughs> yeah. weird thing. Like no, that. it pretty much goes in tune with us, for sure. But anyway, Schmidt, you were saying. Yeah, I was just going to say. So Zach mentioned you've, you've gotten to work with a bunch of big-time uh, artists and things like that. So have you had any just like any that stand out, any awkward moments <laughs> with some artists? Anything that might stand out as like, man, I never want to talk about that again. But here you are, so we're going to force you to talk about it. <laughs> um, that's a really good question that I probably don't have a great answer for. Mm. I guess one of my first big shows was for Twista. And yeah. you know, I was like, I don't know, probably 14. So my my dad was there standing in the audience. And he, used to, he stood next to these two dudes. And one of the dudes turned out to be the promoter. Um and he was like, man, he's pretty good for a white kid. <laughs> so like, and that was like the start of my career. So man. I think that's how it all started. Outside of that, yeah, I have stories, but I, I'm probably not going to be able to recall them on the yeah. spot. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. So for those that don't know, mixing and mastering, I mean, obviously me and Noah know because we're audio engineers. But I mean, for the people out there that don't know, what does that entail? Okay, so like when you listen to something on the radio, right, historically or whatever, mm -hmm. it sounds polished and clean and there's effects and everything is like really consistent and balanced um all that has to be done right someone mm -hmm. has to produce that like mm -hmm. i think the equivalent is like think about you shot a you shot something on your phone or shot a video mm -hmm. does it look like a movie that you see in the theater no a lot of post work comes yeah that's really where the engineer side of it comes it's like the nerdy how do we change something raw and turn into something prevent uh presentable totally man yeah, yeah totally cool how did you kind of realize that's what you wanted to do like because you're a lot of times you know behind the scenes and why why did you how did you figure out you wanted to do that instead of you know being more um like an artist or a dj or yeah, something i yeah. think yeah um well well i was always like doing the dj thing so i was like always on stage you know still am um but then like the studio just looks so cool mm -hmm. and i just i just wanted to sit in front of a console when yeah, i was a kid man. and yeah. you know you know, and people would be like, do you really want to be a studio rat? And I was like, <laughs> do I really want to like never get a tan? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Bring exactly. it on. It's just cool. It's just so nerdy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like the opposite, like going out and DJing is fantastic and it pays phenomenally. Mm -hmm. I bet. Uh, in comparison. And then audio engineering is like a cool thing to do during the day. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to, you know, have a cup of coffee and not be in a blaring venue all the time. Right. That's fair. It's totally yeah. fair. So I know like Zach, for instance, he has like a bunch of audio pet peeves, like <laughs> a cable that's super twisted up. Do you have yep. any like pet peeve or just anything that really gets on your nerves that maybe an audio engineers do or artists do when they're using equipment or anything like that? 
I hate people standing on cables. Mm. You know, that's I hate, a good one. I hate badly wrapped cables. Um, what else don't I like? I've complained to you guys. What, what do I not like? Uh, gosh, uh, ra- like really annoying artists, I'm sure, is one. I'm yeah. sure you've ran into a few. Or the like wanting a million revisions. Well, that's what we call like changes to songs, right? Yeah. Like, I want, oh, yeah. can I get this up, this down, this, this, this? Um, like, mix 19, I'm like basically wanting to like off myself. yeah man because like when you work with those artists i'm sure that they are really picky about their music and always feel like they know what the better change is but they don't know that you were the one who went to school and you studied how to make all of the polishing done so i'm sure that can be very aggravating you know what as long as like the bigger artists like the artists on labels and stuff like they ask for like a change or two and then it's a new artist who asked for like a hundred thousand changes. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Because they fair. don't know what they want and they're trying stuff. But the problem is they're trying stuff on your clock. Yep. And you're wasting your weekend while they're hanging out drinking with their friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And then it becomes this thing of like, well, maybe should I limit them? Do I charge them per revision? Do I charge them hourly? How do I make this worth my time? Because my hourly wage is going down every hour and every minute I'm working for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So you get paid more so, but like by the the project itself rather than hourly or so like if you're going into record studio time like you can book a day rate um or hourly rate Mm. so that's by the hour and then some engineers work um by the hour as well for mixing or mastering or editing i work by the project more often just because i'm like you want this song i'm gonna guess it can take this much money or this much time here's your invoice pay this much Mm, totally to where i feel like it's uh not unreasonable uh, but also, like, I'm not just sitting there for free or $13 an hour every day. Right. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever had anybody give you pushback on uh, on that before? Yeah, it's basically like, um, you get what you pay for. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I pretty much, with a few exceptions, like, stick to the price and call it a day. Like, if you want the service, it takes this, you know, it's a quality service, or you can go to a cheaper guy or someone else who's more expensive, and I happily give away references. For DJing and for engineering, like I tell, like for, uh, you know, clients or wannabe clients all the time, like here's other engineers you can go to, who are more in your budget. Because yeah, the last thing I want to do is like work on someone's thing for not enough money and not be into it and not give them the best product. Mm-hmm. So if I don't do, if I don't get my value, so I don't feel like I'm being valued, I'm probably not going to give them the best I can, and no one wins. Yeah. So I'd rather you go to someone else, stay in your budget. Get an appropriate product and everyone's happy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, that does make sense. Although a different sort of question I had is I learned that you grew up and you did classical violin. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was curious what uh, triggered going from classical violin into doing like DJing and like you've toured with yeah. people like J. Cole, Twista, uh, Afro Man, whatnot. Like these aren't exactly classical artists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really? I'm just curious. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Logic came out. Yeah, with his new classical album. You know, there there are harps in the background. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, no, I'm just curious. What caused uh, you to be like, you know what? I want to do DJing opposed to something else. I think like when I was younger, like I I saw someone or a group play like the. the um, like some Christmas show at the Power Center, which is like mm. a venue in Ann Arbor. Mm. Um, and I saw like a bunch of violins playing, and I this, this is what my parents told me, so who knows. <laughs> they're like, uh, they said, I, I want to do that. Or that's what I said, I want to do mm. that. Okay, fast forward 11 years later, growing up playing Suzuki or whatever, like I'm 11 years old or whatever the age is. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to do something cooler. Like I was like walking through hallways with like a violin case, 
in a like middle and elementary school, that's not like the cool thing to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. older, and my dad's like, maybe you should like look at DJing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like I got a pair of turntables and I just had like amazing mentors. Like it was the adults that had no business and no responsibility teaching me nothing, replying to mm -hmm. my messages, like doing anything. Uh, this is like MySpace days. Um, so like, <laughs> way so like, back in the day way back in the day so like it was just a bunch of DJs that like stepped up and just like you know showed me the way you know yeah. you know Chill Wills Alvin Hill DJ Marquise DJ Knowledge like wow man uh, DJ Cataclysmic like you name it like yeah. these guys were just showing me how to get it done so and, uh, yeah so just now you're a professor and so <laughs> really funny yeah <laughs> and so teaching people uh, audio engineering and and whatever else mm -hmm. is that kind of your way of giving back to what they gave to you yeah so when i was young like when i was in seventh grade i started going to this uh this like teen center called the neutral zone mm -hmm. which i now run their studio and um that like i got basically lessons at, through workshops and met dj cataclysmic and then alvin hill he's a huge huge lifetime lifetime mentor of mine and um yeah like that that allowed me to have the start and uh, yeah, like I hate school. I yeah. hated school my whole life, but <laughs> I loved college one. and I loved grad school and I loved learning things that I was passionate about. Right. And if people can go to school or go somewhere and get an education that they're pas passionate about, it changes your whole mindset about school and education. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just like being a help, uh, be able to help other people find that passion. Right. Like that's that's really cool to me, and that's that's the only reason I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Like I owe that at minimum. Right. Yeah, that's so, totally fair, man. When you were like growing up, you said like you're 14 and you're working with like some of these artists. What was it like when you were at that age, being around some celebrities or people who were, you know, super famous? Like, did did you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm working with Logic or whatever at like such a young age? You ever feel starstruck or? Yeah. Do you have any like fangirl moments? Yeah. With fanboy? <laughs> I think no, because like for me, like I like I gave up like my weekends my after school like i gave up everything to, you like, put in learn work. how to do a skill while all my friends were hanging out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um yeah like I, I just tried i showed up at this radio station um and submitted three demo tapes all got denied mm -hmm. and the station manager manager was like come back when you're in college and i was like all right cool so i kept coming back yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. oh, yeah. and i was uh this is like 2000 and seven or eight so i'm like in middle school you know i have no reason to be in a radio station mm -hmm. um that's totally cool man yeah and then yeah and then i like i don't know i walked i walked like uh out one day after submitting a demo tape which eventually got denied um on a cassette because that's how we make yeah. Up, <laughs> yeah like physical cassette yeah man and uh, i walked by the store and this this dj dj show will who i've been since doing the prop shop which uh prop shop with which is like uh the longest running hip-hop radio show in the country since 1988 mm -hmm. longest running one totally cool um yeah he invited me in for a set and did it laptop wouldn't connect to serato terrible day oh he invited me back a second time after it didn't deserve it laptop didn't connect terrible day sounded like crap and i've been coming back ever since wow so like wow, i don't know just like persistence and then doing my first big show my first one was with uh twist on the perfect storm tour uh, i don't know i just went up there and played and been playing ever since mm -hmm. one gig left to or led to another no, I don't think any like starstruck moment ever. Yeah, wow. just because like to me this is like everyday life. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. And I feel like I was blessed enough or lucky enough to have that be my reality when other people are trying to like get a foot into that reality yeah. after they gain consciousness of its value. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? And I never like gained consciousness of its value because it just happened from like day one. Mm-hmm. So, so you grew up in it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was almost like a future reality rather than like a dream you had. It, yeah. It just, I mean, it just like, happened. Yeah. And it never wow. stopped. That's cool. Yeah, but it's and then but then people ask like, "What's your advice to get in?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I just like it just happened for me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What advice do you have? You're like, I don't know. Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do it. And yeah. yeah. Well, like yeah. you said, you sacrificed a lot of time when other people were hanging out, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm working Every my butt day. off in here, and I'm making sure I'm doing it." But I'm curious, as a music guy, and you said like, you grew up and you went on tour with all these different people. Like, what music do you listen to? Because do you listen to music to where it's like, oh, yeah, I listen to you when you go on tour or whatever. You're like, yeah, I like you, but it's I don't really listen to you too much. Um, So I'm like traditionally a hip hop head. Mm-hmm. I yes. To there we go. Um, <laughs> That's my and- thing, too. <laughs> okay, Zach. All right. All right. Okay. okay. Um, get some peanut butter. He touched um, my head. <laughs> now you can't wash your head. Uh, um, exactly. Okay, so so I grew up a hip hop head. I wouldn't listen to anything else, mm-hmm. basically. And then I went to Berkeley for undergrad in Boston. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's traditionally a jazz school. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Like it opened my mind to music. And then I took these two Berkeley Nashville trips, where as a like a bunch of people from the school would go with Stephen Weber and some folks um, to Nashville and visit for a week and spend the the week at. Um, studios and labels and stuff like that fell in love with nashville and i fell in love with country music Ooh, and no way there was no in between it was like a light switch happened wait i was hold like up. this is so <clears throat> amazing so like, you, this is, you like, have never and, and, told me that <laughs> well now you know so, <laughs> so you went know. from from hip-hop to uh pickup trucks and cornbread and dude uh, i'm telling you your tractor left you my tractor. <laughs> Your tractor just got up and left. That's the really coldest funny. beer. The ever. coldest beer. Like I, I appreciate some Bush lattes now. Okay. You know what oh, I mean? hey. you know what wow. Nashville really took you over. That was actually um, going to be one of my questions. Is uh, I didn't know you listened to country, but I'm a I'm I. a big country music person. Okay. That's kind of just what I grew up on. Okay. But I just I don't. I, it went through a phase that rap country stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mm-mm, gone. See ya. But I come back to it. So, what's your opinion on today's country music? Okay. So. I know country like someone who's not like a hip hop head knows hip hop. They're like, of course I know Biggie, and of course I know Eminem. You know yeah. that's uh, my yeah. level of country. Okay, like I know basic. I'm like a a basic girl. That that's fine. Starbucks mm-hmm. drink. Okay, listener. <laughs> well, we're here yeah. to listen you know to your mean? Starbucks drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. So I don't know much in depth. Like Casey Musgraves is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, yeah. All, like I could go through a playlist and just Morgan be like, Wallen. Here, like I have a, I have a playlist called Country. Okay, and it's just like when I find something that's kind of cool, yeah, I add it. I mean, who, just you know, country, right? Yeah, turn this up. Jeez, dude, Stop. I've known you all this time now, all this time, ten years, obviously. Brent Cobb, and uh, I did not know that. It's dope. Chris I Davidson. like, but now I listen to like all types of music. Like you yeah. name it, I yeah. listen to it. Probably okay. gotcha. when it's, it was just hip hop before. Gotcha. Wow. So. Wow, I can't talk. Welcome to the awkward tapes. But are there <laughs> any types of music that you're like, nah, I, I just can't listen to it. I just can't get down with this. That's a good list. Yeah. yeah. I got to hear some of those songs. I've been trying to show these guys country music here recently. But anyway. Like, you could do even a whole episode on, like, just 
music, like mm-hmm. showing songs and talking about them and hating oh, yeah. each other's. Looking at Waylon Jennings, uh, some John Denver, Kenny Rogers. Oh, Rogers. okay, some Fleet older stuff Foxes. too. Flea yeah. Fox, I had a roommate um, back in undergrad who would walk Man. around in his boxer briefs and, um, <laughs> and Tim's. Oh, and on oh, Sunday nice. morning, smoke and listen to Fleet Foxes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it was such a sight. <laughs> but I don't know. That's why I like Fleet Foxes. Golly. So, yeah, it's so weird. there's not really any particular music that you say you would never listen to? Not of, like, the main. Like, I'll listen to, like, right now I'm, like, on a pop punk kind of hmm. kick and that's uh, probably because of Machine Gun Kelly's last two albums. Okay. Wow. Now, if you, now if you want to talk about <laughs> he's also the, like a person that I spent the most time doing like I've done the most of his shows probably of anyone I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'm a I like him in, in general as a person but like yeah. his ra- his rock albums I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> oh wow. I don't All care. Right. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. They're good. They're really really oh, solid. Yes. And it's he's like the most hated artist right now. Oh yeah, yeah after well, after the whole kill shot thing with that was not. I, I don't. I per, sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> if you're watching, the, if you ever watch this, I don't. I don't think that was the best moment. Like growing up in Michigan, like Eminem's a staple. D12 is like a staple. They oh, yeah. come to the radio show all the time. Bizarre and all of them. Like mm-hmm. we're all cool. Um, I don't think anyone going up against Eminem is a good idea. So yeah. I wouldn't have approved that <laughs> that battle, yeah. but you know, like we're all losing at some point, and I'm not saying he lost. I'm just saying I don't know that wasn't the best oh, yeah. idea in my mind. Right, I was just saying in terms of the popularity thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's funny how I mean you listen to his rock albums and whatnot, and they're different, but they're not bad. And it almost seems like that's become at least a little bit of a thing among some hip hop artists. Like, have you heard Yellow Wolf's newest album? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, or do you know who Yellow Wolf is? I DJ'd his shows. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that really makes I should have just said, like, have you worked with him? That would yeah. be a better question. But <laughs> his newest album, it's completely different from anything he's ever done. It's like classic rock almost. Almost, yeah. It's it's not bad. I like it. It's just very, very different. Yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what's going on. I was, I did shows of his back in, like, the trunk music. Yeah, trunk music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever that was. Wow. Um, what's this late, latest album called? Uh, I forgot what it was. Sometimes why or something? Is that mm-hmm. it? I forget exactly. Here, Probably. I can pull it up in Here, a sometimes yeah, why. second. Yeah, okay, I think I gotta, that's the name of it. I'll check this out on the way home. It's uh, it's pretty bizarre, too, because like, I've heard a lot of great things about the new album. And then I, when I heard he had tracked some of it over at Dark Horse, which, I don't know, is kind of a whispering around the area, but may or may not be true. I was like, man, like it really feels like all these artists are coming here, even when they're like hip hop heads, you know, and you wouldn't think that Nashville would have that kind of crowd. But I think he's a country boy. He's from Bama. Yeah, yeah that's he, true. You know he is. Mean? Definitely. Trunk music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I love Trunk music. What was the uh, uh, Pop the Trunk? I love that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I was, right. Honestly, that played maybe on the way here today or yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely. I got a question for you because I just thought about this. Me and Presley knew a guy that was, um, he was from New York and mm-hmm. really big into music. And um, Actually, he's a session artist around here. I knew some of the guys that oh, we've really? been working with in the studio, know him and Rasan. I'm oh, talking about someone different. Yeah, we're, oh, we're talking about somebody yeah. else altogether. I thought you were talking about Roland. And he kind of, I don't know, he definitely had a better liking towards New York. Like, what do you think about the music scene um, compared to like from New York and Nashville, like where what do you what do you prefer? Like where would you rather be? I, I think for music. Nashville has some of the best session players mm-hmm. in the world, right? Like in session players mm-hmm. first, like 
performing artist, like in a live setting, a totally different skill, mm-hmm. totally different person, totally different player. Right. Nashville has some of the best session players and can get the best sounds. Mm-hmm. I think New York is probably more innovative mm-hmm. and the birthplace of hip hop and other things. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So just out of curiosity, like we had talked about this before on a previous podcast episode, actually with Noah. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about how uh, technology has changed along with music in the industry and like all of these changes that have been happening. What do you think are some of the good things that you're seeing with how music's changing nowadays and how it's kind of mm. digressed as well? Um, accessibility up, quality down. Mm. Okay. Does quality equal good music? No. But... Uh, in terms of like recording, because people are doing it at home, right? Uh, a lot of bedroom, guys. a lot of bedroom stuff, and like we're hearing like bedroom albums on the radio. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so like you don't even need to necessarily go to a studio to get great sound or great mixes to be able to have a successful record, and that's why we have all these TikTok viral mm-hmm. songs, right? Well, I'll say this. I mean, we're obviously not music, but we definitely credit our success to TikTok as of right now. I mean, TikTok has definitely changed the way I'd say the music industry works for sure. And I've heard a lot of whisperings as well in the industry that TikTok is what big record labels are looking at. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I could definitely see it. I think it's true. Yeah. Presley? Presley, I haven't heard heard from you from a a while. (laughs) I can't see you over there. (laughs) Taking this in? I'm just taking it all in. You got any, got any questions? Um, well, I did, but he kind of answered that a little oh, bit okay. earlier just for someone <laughs> wanting to get into it. Yeah. Um, I guess your answer really was just be in it all the time. I mean, I have a better answer to that. Okay. So, like, <laughs> if you want to get into, like, anything specifically or, like, DJing or just performing or playing, like, does it matter? Uh, well, yeah, I guess DJing, more of your okay. profession. If you want to get into DJing, I think you should, like, cut out a little bit of socializing time, right? Because like you need yeah. to like get ahead of everyone else first mm-hmm. off, right? You got to be able to play the game to play the game. Um, and then, like for me, like I was like DJing for a bunch of artists and groups. So every time they had a show, guess who also had a show? Uh-huh. Your boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, if you want to get like like get gigs on your own, cool. But then also be everyone's DJ, and then you're DJing all their gigs, and their gigs are not your gigs. Mm-hmm. And that would be a really good way to get in. Um, I think like the traditional route of like DJs trying to be radio DJs, which is like, I feel like I was like the last generation of that. Um, I feel like that's not so big now because a lot of us aren't listening to the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So like oh, yeah. those five or six stations that I do uh, are just, I think, getting less and less hits. Yeah. Right. And listens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if being the radio DJ is still the, the way up, like right. what you should look for. But uh, live shows are still happening. And I have friends that are DJing that are, like, doing streaming for parties and corporate events and concerts from their house. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they're killing it. Mm-hmm. They're, like, making money on Twitch, even though Twitch takes, like, half the income. So, yeah. <laughs> so have you ever considered doing anything like that for yourself as far as, like, streaming and monetizing your DJ? Yeah, I did that during Corona. Like, I definitely played shows and stuff Yeah, from my living room. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Um, and it's cool. It's cool. So, like, does that make you any more comfortable considering that you're not in a venue, but you're in your own living room performing? Yeah, but then you're, like, relying on, like, an internet stream. And, like, the biggest part about DJing is, like, reading the crowd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I can't see what the crowd likes, then I'm having a hard time. So, like, you need a video feedback, and it's just not the same because then you need room mics to be able to hear them. Like, are they engaging? And then you can't engage with them. Like, Like, we do, like, as DJs, like, we're always, like, cutting out, like, 
the really catchy words or like parts of the song because the audience sings them. Mm. Like all those interactive moments are are shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm. fair. And you're just playing to an empty void. You know what I mean? Right. I, yeah. well, it seems like it would be a lot more difficult, which is what you just described. Because like, how do you even? How do you do it? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I love not having to like go to clubs and venues and stuff. Like, yeah. like because I'm lazy. <laughs> and I've spent so much time in them, like, it's not exciting to me to go to work. Yeah. Like, the the job of DJing is exciting, getting to the venue, dealing with not awesome people all the time. Like, the people are not great all the time. You know, like, yeah. every show, there's someone who's just like, you never want to have to deal with again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All the behind-the-scenes <clears throat> stuff and the excess mm-hmm. baggage that comes with it. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so many stories that I could never say on any podcast. <laughs> just horrific things. I like, can only imagine. We'll, we'll take movie your word. Status, horrific things. Just crazy. Yeah. It's just craziness. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's tons of craziness. And I, I like waking up and having a cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> it, it equals less money in my pocket. Right. For yeah, sure. Man. Like right. DJing <laughs> could pay like thousands of dollars. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. And engineering can pay like well a couple a few thousand dollars for like an album or more, mm-hmm. but so much more work. Like instead of like going to a venue and coming home with a bag, you're like working for like eight, ten, twelve hours every day on this record. Yeah, and then you get the same money. It takes. It's like it's just a lot more work for less yeah. money. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. something that it seems like you have to be very passionate about yeah. in order to yeah, yeah in order it, to make it a career. Yeah, and then also like wearing multiple hats. Like if. Um, like someone wants to get into DJing or someone wants to get into engineering, like you should wear multiple hats. You should be having, you should have multiple sources of income. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should not just be like, I want to engineer and mix music. Right. If you can get away with doing that for a lifetime, man, hats off to you. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of us, right, which is, I think everyone else should like do audio for like media, should do live sound, should do this, should like have six jobs because they're all going like this. When it rains, it pours. When they're down, it's a drought. You got to have multiple sources of income. Teach if you want. You know, mm-hmm. like do a bunch of things, and then it also keeps it fresh. So not every day sitting at your desk. Like, right. Every day should be like today. I'm teaching. Tomorrow I'm doing that. The next mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Um, Doesn't get repetitive. Yeah. And then if you have a bunch of things that kind of start to overlap. So like for me, like some days, like I'll wake up, I'll teach, then I'll go do studio sessions, and then I'll go mix a live show, and then I'll go DJ, or yeah. like do like Man. a number of those things, wow. or like. Wake up and teach sessions, go to radio. Or, like, get up and do radio and then go DJ club. Or, like, it should be some combination. Do you ever get burned out on that? How do you stay motivated? I'm always burned out. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to get that money. Man. And and the mental health thing. And I I just, sorry to cut you off, but, like, I also started, like, just working out again. Mm -hmm. I feel like a million bucks compared to, like, how I felt, like, a month ago. Mm -hmm. Uh Like... I was uh, like a month ago. I was like just dead tired, and I've been that way since like 2015. Just like mm. always drained, right? And now like cutting out like two three hours to work out, like has flipped that switch. I think in the last month, so maybe that's another hint for people. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. So is that something that's helped you with the burnout? Like, is that kind? Of, yeah, within yeah. the last you said month or two. Just like maybe over a month. Just mm-hmm. maybe over a month. Okay. Is mm-hmm. yeah. I mean yeah. Well, that's something <laughs> a lot of people may not consider is taking care of yourself outside of music trying to oh, yeah. better yourself as a person probably gives you a lot more energy for doing the things you want uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. I, all these like music people are just like yeah mm-hmm. they're always <laughs> tired yeah because like yeah. everyone's working hourly you don't you barely get enough pay it, you put in 110 percent of everything you give up all your personal stuff for it like it's such a investment 
And that's why, like, only, like, a small percentage of the people who go into it can make it work. Because right. the rest are not willing to, like, literally give up everything. Yeah. Yeah, it so, takes a certain type of personality. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, like, uh, not just me first, but, like, career first. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes second. And it's, I feel like it's hard to make it full-time and make it successful if you don't do that, unless you're lucky or get some kind of break or something, but... So That's fair. kind of switching the conversation a little bit. I'm sure Zach has asked you that because he's such a big fan. But I'm just curious, too, because you've worked with Logic. I'm just kind of curious as to what he's like, just, uh, you know, besides just seeing him on the, on a screen. Or, yeah. or other artists, for that matter. Yeah. This Are, is my favorite question so far. Um, <laughs> did I show you the photo of Logic? I have. You know, you had mentioned it, but I don't think I ever saw it. I wonder if I just type in here. Logic, will it like recognize his face? <laughs> that would be so pretty cool. awesome. It does. It wow. does. That's oh no dang! So you actually have a picture. So like uh, a show I did with him. Um, oh man, this is like his young Sinatra days. Yeah, this is all young oh, Sinatra wow. days. He kissed my girlfriend at the time on the cheek, which was acceptable <laughs> okay. because he's Logic, and I was standing right there, and it's fine. Wait, can you zoom in a little, Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look at that man. That's How awesome. old nice. are you in this picture? I don't know. That's, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he's young, young. 15, 16. So, camera probably know, so. can't see it. We'll, we'll see if we can't plug that in. Later. Um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's took, awesome, man. I took my best friend Miles to that. Shout out to Miles. Yeah. One of my best friends. <laughs> that's <laughs> sick, dude. Um, Logic was probably the nicest artist I've ever been around. Awesome. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, he hung out and we, we chatted for a while. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. So, being behind the scenes and working with some of these <laughs> bigger artists, like... Do you think that, considering you spent like hours and hours, I'd say probably months at a time on the road, do you think that they'd still be able to pick you out from a crowd if they saw you again? Yeah, and a lot of those are like at different times, like doing like a week, week and a half, two weeks, or like a day here, day here, day here, yeah. day here, was the vast, vast, vast majority of it. But um, yeah, a lot of them, I mean, you see more than once, you know them. And if you're good people, then you're good people, and you remember those people. That's fair. I, I can't speak for a hundred other people. But. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy, I mean, for a lot of people to, like, see these celebrities and kind of forget that they're just like us and they're people, too. Totally. And so, you know, when you see them maybe overreacting on something online, whether it's with paparazzi or whatever else, it's kind of, you know, people forget that we, we, we might do the same stuff. And they're so, your age. Like, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. know what's really, like, yeah. crazy is that, like, thinking, like, I'm 28 right now. Mm-hmm. And, like... A lot of these artists that like our friends look up to are younger than me now. Yeah. And just like <laughs> I still call my mom for advice. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. they're still calling their mom for advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and just putting it into that reality of like we're all still barely young adult. Like we're yeah. just starting. Right. Like sub thirty, you're just getting like you're right. just trying to like can I walk, man? Right. Oh, you know right. What I mean? And they're in the same boat, except for everyone's paying attention to them. Right. Totally. And they have to be more financially responsible than us. Like yeah. So as far as like the celebrities you've worked with, um, obviously not saying that you're expecting them not to be nice and they turn out to be nice, but there were any were there any that you met and you were kind of just like surprised to how, how their personality <laughs> was? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna name them out. Okay. Totally. I'll tell you after this ends, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean like some people were just really bad people. Yeah. And um some people are really nice people. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's surprising too because like we all see what we think their personality is through media. And media their main goal is to do one thing and that's make money in my opinion at least. 
it's not about like giving out the most accurate reports or whatever. So I'd imagine you'd probably paint a picture in your head to an extent of like this person's probably not going to be nice from what I've seen. So I'm sure that's cool, at least when they are. And, and that's pretty surprising. Yeah. Logic was one of the nicer ones. Yeah. That's sick, man. For sure. But I think it's just such like a, a, uh, I mean, I was like in the like hip hop circuit of hip hop mm-hmm. concerts and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's both sides. It's, it was craziness as a kid. You know, I was too young. Probably yeah. to be doing any of that stuff. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess my parents really had, I guess, maybe some trust in me <laughs> to be like in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the craziest <laughs> of high school, like, I was like, because I did radio, it somehow counted for a class every day. Oh, nice. So, like, oh, wow. I would show up at high school at, like 11 something for one class and then lunch and then leave or one class lunch and do a class and then leave before last period. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like I wasn't having to do full days because of my radio thing counted. Yeah. yeah. And then That's in the midst weird. of all that too, I know we've talked in the past, you got to play like sports. How did, how did you balance all of that while being able to play a sport? Sport. Okay. So like I, <laughs> soccer when I was a kid, but then basketball. And then yeah. when I got to high school, like it had to go down cause DJing came up like mm-hmm. DJing yeah. and, Girls and money kind of came up, right? <laughs> yeah. And basketball had to go down, and then also, uh, yeah, everyone else kept growing taller. Oh yeah, and I realized I wasn't growing taller, so my days as a point guard were numbered. <laughs> yeah. And then I also stopped working out, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. <laughs> well, from what I've seen, when we played our pickup game, you still got some of those skills for sure. I played yesterday. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I we went to the gym yesterday and we played. And it was cool. I, I um trash now but whenever you're trying to lose just let me know pretty sure i airball two three so just okay it happens to the best of touching that touching that that? oh yeah not real is it a double rim did you get the double it was was indoor all good all right good Good. double rim are the worst those are definitely that's how you know you're good but ball on double yeah but i think we'd be missing a big opportunity if we didn't ask anything about spain because you were able to spend some DJing time in Spain yeah. and just experience it, period. Was it Valencia, Spain? Yeah, Is I was that... living in Valencia. In wow. Valencia, yeah. Just, like, what brought you to Spain? I mean, I know you went to Berkeley there, but what led from going to Boston to Spain or, like, what was your time there? So I, so when I was at Berkeley, Boston, I was a music business management major. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go there for mp music production engineering, but my GPA was 2.8 or 2.0, or 3.8 or 3.0, whatever it was. It was mm-hmm. one of the two. Um, but it was, like, just under the threshold of acceptable uh, to be able to get into the program. Ah, so man. I took the um I took the interview and I you know and and I got denied but in the denial he was uh, I'm not going to name who did it. Um Yeah, no problem. I you know no, who I you love, are. I, I love <laughs> you're a good guy. I, love you. <laughs> I I wish my GPA was higher so I could have spent more time with you. Mm. Um it, they said uh you have the m- most impressive resume that we've ever denied or that we're ever going to deny or that I've ever denied getting in. So my, that was the first time in my life that my GPA hurt me. Mm -hmm. It didn't get hurt me going to Berkeley because in high school I had a terrible GPA. Hmm. Like I know I got through, I didn't even get through statistics. Wow. Like, I can't say I would have. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's a hard class. It is. <laughs> Barely and, got through it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. But to go back to the Valencia thing, I went there for uh, to get my master's at Berkeley Valencia, music production, technology, innovation. And while I was doing that, I was doing a residency at an international nightclub there. And so I was kind of doing both those. Uh, the problem with the DJing thing was I'm so caught up in, in grad school, which was like all in all the time, that I didn't have the mental capacity, energy, or time to prep my DJ sets as I normally would. Yeah. So I never personally, personally, 
um, at that one club felt like I played as I should. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. up to my standard. I'm sure it was fine. Um, but I did some festivals out there. And since I was an American DJ, I got to headline them. Mm-hmm. Very I think cool. I think because of the, the artists that have DJ for and I was an American DJ. Mm. Uh, and those were those were whopping. Those were mm. fun. And I was 22 minutes from Ibiza. Like Ooh, I could dude. I could go I could go over the pond in a boat to Ibiza, or I could fly there on a 22 minute oh, wow. flight. Dang. Wow. And so Ibiza was insane. So you were hot stuff over there in Spain, then? I, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't hot stuff in Spain. It was just a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And Humble their clubs stay open. Like like you leave the club, and people are going to work. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like you go to the club at like 11, 1, 2 in the morning, and here clubs close at two. Yeah, yeah, mm. totally wow. different thing. And multiple clubs in one, like you pay entry to one club, and there's like three clubs in once, indoor, outdoor, on the beach. It's nuts. That's like, awesome. Europe has every a lot over U.S. clubs. Yeah. yeah. Where's your Where's the favorite place that you've lived? Mm. Um, I imagine that's pretty hard to answer. Mm-hmm. You've been a lot of places, man. <laughs> I think the most relaxing has been Nashville. I think my favorite was Spain, not because of Spain, but because of the people I had with me. Yeah, like yeah. friends make home. The physical place doesn't make the home. Right. That's right. a good answer. Um, and then Ann Arbor, where I'm from originally, is just like, it's just home base. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I, I always like, you know, always like, I'm like, oh, man, I miss, I miss. <laughs> it's got all the people and it's got everyone you know it's yeah. a community so, I don't know. speaking of your home in Ann Arbor I know these guys here they did their research and if Go I'm blue. guessing correctly I remember you had a specific pet that I think Evan wanted to ask about <laughs> yes I want I looked through your Instagram and I saw Zach sent me a video of you DJing I forgot if you were home or something and you had a bearded dragon or a lizard just chilling with you as you were DJing or as you were mixing some up and I I was just like I I love this guy and I looked and you had other posts with him and I'm like I need to know about this bearded dragon I need I need to know all about him tell us about him yeah so that's my little bearded dragon Mr. Meeseeks yes Uh, I love the name he's a great guy I haven't brought him here to Nashville because uh, he's at my parents' house right now. Mm-hmm. And my dad gotcha. loves him so much <laughs> yeah. that I can't tear them apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, like man. he sits on the windowsill while my dad works at the desk. I can't wow. tear that apart, but he's so friendly. Like you think of a lizard and you're like, or whatever, and you're like, oh, they're squirming around, they're fast, yeah. it's kind of scary. This thing <laughs> will sit right here and you just pet his head and it just closes his eyes and just does it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is and amazing. It's just so nice. He's like the perfect pet. Yeah. How that long have you had so him? Cool. Uh, two years, three years. Two okay. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up getting Body, him? Full size with tail. That's awesome. Oh, dang. Whoa, yeah, like he's right a big here, guy. And then a tail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, you said, how do we get him? Yeah. Um, I was currently going through logo revisions and they asked like, do you have an animal that you want based in your logo or something? I was like, I like dragons, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Two hours later, I was like looking up bearded dragons with my brother, <laughs> and then two hours later, I was driving home with the bearded dragon. <laughs> you know, so that that is awesome. So, so nice. w- did the parents approve? No. Uh, so <laughs> I, I brought my dog home when I was in high school. Like, oh man, really? Just I just went out and got like so like I used to DJ like my high school like proms and dances and yeah. rallies and stuff. So I was like in the teachers' lounge or whatever the office, like getting like a paycheck, and some teacher posted like we have puppies. 
Yeah. I saw that that night. I just went out, grabbed one, brought it home. My mom and dad was like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, and then my dad, like, probably held it or something. And, like, it's been in love ever since. So. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I just, I just bring home pets and I dish them at my parents' house. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way to do it right there. That's yeah. almost... You get to enjoy it. They have the responsibility of taking care of them. <laughs> yeah. And they got to pay for it. So yeah, exactly. That's almost like not not fully uh, like the same, but the turtle that's on the hard on hard table. Oh yeah, right that's almost kind of how I got him. He was one of my teacher's pets. Shout out to Andy. Shout out Andy, man. We've kept this thing on the desk ever since that episode. You yeah. Know? yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Andy. But so obviously through, I mean most professions and especially uh, music and DJ uh, industry. So you're gonna go through some failures and mm-hmm. or at least I presume. Uh, and some things that might, I don't know, kind of drag you down a little bit. So how, how have you kind of pushed through adversity? I think, like, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many failures are you willing to go through before you, like, throw in the towel? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, like, dreams broken, three denials from radio. Great. Yeah. That sucked. Um, didn't get into MVN at Berkeley, Boston. That's why I went to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a big one there, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just there's a handful of others, but, like, you got to keep – I think you just got to work the problem. Like, you go, 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 run into an issue, and, like, you just got to work the problem Mm -hmm. and and, uh, basically just call an audible and, like, new plan. Yeah. And keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, as long as you keep, like, pedaling forward, you keep going forward, mm-hmm. even if you get stopped every now and then. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. from your story, it seems like you have a lot of experience with persistence and just every time you get knocked down, like how you said, the three denials from the radio or everything, you just get back up and, okay, time to try something new. My GPA isn't what it's supposed to be. All right, I'll make it work. I'll yep. do what I got to do. Yep. And it, I mean, it always, like, because of the persistence, like, that's, like, that led to everything like i i got den- denied from that radio show three times or radio station three times and then end up doing 15 years at the radio station because i knocked and looked through the window on my tippy toes for a dj <laughs> show yeah. was doing his show and he said t- come on in and like persistent like i kept coming back after getting denied and after being said like come back when you're like college age at least and you were like 12 when you did that yeah, i was like a child yeah, yeah man so you've been so, you've been like pushing it ever since and trying to get that bag ever since you were like ten, I bet. Yeah, but like, at, but again, at the sacrifice of everything. Like, right. I wasn't hanging out with friends. Like, I've lost like four and five year relationships. Like, I've like I've given up like mm. everything I possibly can, and I'm always moving. Like, career first. I'm moving wherever my career goes and takes me, which is every two to three years. Right. Like right. that first <laughs> over everything is a reason I'm here versus my friends who do it, but also like hang out. And also spend their money on other crap. Yeah. I, just all in all the time. Being at that age, did you feel like you had to like prove yourself because everyone I don't know, looked down on you because you were so young? That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud of himself. I mean, I, like, I definitely knew my place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was young stepping into a culture that I didn't, I wasn't birthed into. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was just stepping into a scene that I had n- no right to be in in the first place, um, and I tried to show respect to it by being the best I could at a section of that culture, which for me mm-hmm. was like hip hop and or DJing and turntablism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And since I put everything into like trying to be the best I could at it, I got some respect for it. And I was kind of like this novelty item as this like kid mm-hmm. who yeah. can actually do it, who's right. kind of impressive at doing it. And then I just, I was like that kid that kept just getting booked at all these things. And then, uh, yeah. So like, I've definitely pissed off some DJs and I've definitely done some stupid things. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like, I didn't do stupid things because I knew they were stupid and I felt like being dumb is because I didn't know any better when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah, I just, I tried my best and I failed many times. Mm-hmm. I tried That's my best fair. and I failed many, many times. That's fair. And, uh, can't take things back so so if you had to give some advice to your younger self mm-hmm. what would that advice be <laughs> i know we're hitting you with the heavy he's hitters. like man i don't want to answer this it's hard because it's like how do you talk about someone's life in the span of an hour you know because like you're an interesting person and obviously you've gone through so much in such a short span of time especially if you look at careers comparatively which i mean obviously we're not comparing to anyone in particular but I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, and I can't imagine, like you said, making mistakes here and there. What advice do you think stands out to you that you would want to give your your younger self? So what one of my co-hosts and mentor, Chill, will always tell me, he's like, um, he was always like, I don't want to compliment you because I don't want your head to get too big to fit through the door. Mm. And you two have probably heard me say that before. Definitely. And that's directly because of him. I feel like I... There's always room for improvement to keep my head from getting bigger because, like, I felt like on top of the world for a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or, like, for a while as a kid. And um, so I wish I was able to cut that back a percentage. Um, and, yeah, I'd probably spend more time with, like, my brother instead of, like, you know, career or something else. Like, mm-hmm. Sure. I could have probably been closer with him. I probably could have spent more time with my friends. Like I have this core group of friends um, back in Ann Arbor who are like my closest friends, like we're as close as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't hang out with them because I was like, you guys are like drinking in a parking lot and I don't want nothing to do with that. Like that's yeah. a waste of my time. And that's, you know, I could have hung out with them a little more. Mm-hmm. Than I did. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I, there's probably a better balance of like career versus life. And I missed some life because I, just gave everything to career. Yeah, that's fair. So you mentioned, you mentioned like, uh, not getting, uh, or or getting what your your co-host said. He didn't want to give you compliments, make your head too big to fit through the door. Yeah. (laughs) The door. Um, so you might know Gary V who Gary V is. He is a entrepreneur, motivational speaker. We, we, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk about him quite a bit. Um, but something he says is he, he tries not to pay attention too much to the, you know, the negative comments or the negative things people say, Mm -hmm. but also the the positive things and like people tell him he's doing great. He's like, I don't care about that either. Mm -hmm. He's like, cause he just, just focus on what he's doing and not the outside comments. Cause if you listen to the negative things too much, then you're going to, you might get dragged down. But if you listen, you're doing great. You're doing great. That might cause you to, you know, stop pushing. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's really fair advice. And I think a lot of people let like compliments get to their head for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like to me, like I just forget them immediately. Like I don't even acknowledge them because I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Like if someone's like, great, like that was the best set I've ever seen. Or so, I don't know, whatever. Like I'll forget about that in like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like if someone's like, they give me negative advice, like that's the only stuff I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Or negative feedback. It's definitely mm-hmm. fair. That's something I've had to teach myself over the years, and I'm definitely not perfect at it. 
especially much. going to that school. I mean, even being in those classes and Noah, I'm sure could probably feel the same way. Once you do something right and you finally figure something out or you complete a task that you were trying to figure so hard to figure out, you're like, man, finally, this feels so good. And then someone compliments you on it and you're like, well, thank you. But I, I want to sit in that, but I got to forget it now because <laughs> there's just another thing waiting to absolutely like mm-hmm. destroy you. Mm-hmm. I feel like at least that's just me though. Yeah, it's like win, 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 loss, win, win, loss, loss, yeah. win, 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 loss. Yep, definitely, definitely. Russell, I'm just checking on you again. But it's quiet. Looking good with his beard over there. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. I, I grew up myself. Making sure you're not asleep over there. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard from you much. No, yeah. I'm kind of forgetting that I'm also a part of this conversation <laughs> as I'm just taking all of this in. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, though, this beard that I've been trying to grow in, it's it's never going to amount to I mean, years. I, I try mean, so hard. You're still going. Ah. Uh, I'll get there. It's pretty close. Like y'all have the fullest beard. At least y'all can grow. <laughs> I like how he looks at you two, then he looks at us, and he's like, "Ugh." Yeah. Like, oh, he looks back that way. Yeah, y'all have the fullest beard. Evan definitely can grow one for sure. But I love the goatee look. It's by far my favorite. I don't know if I can. If I can, it's not a big one. Like I definitely like. Do you know Duck Dynasty? Like those huge yeah, freaking yeah. Be- yeah. like Sasquatch. I mean, not only would I not want to grow anything like that, but it's like I can't anyway. It's like. Yeah. I, I can't grow no facial hair. I can yeah. get a goatee. That's pretty much it. The goatee's not bad. I got to say, like, the guys here, like, Boston and Nashville have, like, the best beards. Mm. Oh, really? I saw a, mm. a guy yesterday with a beard down here, mm-hmm. and I, I stopped him in his grocery cart, and I was like, man, you have a great beard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he was like, he looked like he could be a little aggressive, yeah. so it could go 50-50. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm right. a big guy, so I can really take him. <laughs> um, but then he just, biggest smile was like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. he was there. You're not as scary as your beard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was in a flannel. He had the yeah. the axe over his over yeah. his shoulder about to go, go yeah. cut down a tree. Yeah. 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 Dude, I feel like you meet some of those guys, especially like what I've seen at the studio when we're going to school there. Like you'll, you'll see some of those session artists and you're like, oh, my gosh, I do not want to talk to you at all. And then they just have the biggest smile on their yeah. face when you go up to talk to them. It's kind of bizarre. I know this guy named Dave who scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mr. Dave. Oh man. No, Dave is awesome. Let me tell you. He's got he's got uh he's got the best sense of humor I've ever seen. Super dry, but it's great. It's absolutely great. His you know, beard scares me, trust me. He's he's a big guy and has a big beard and oh, yeah. just looks um I, he he commands that you respect his authority. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh because of the beard? Because his beard I think the beard just makes you a little intense. Yeah. Like not, it just make it just makes people feel well. Yeah. Inferior. Uh, I feel inferior to, inferior to the full yeah, beard. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, you raise your hand. Yeah, I know they can't really hear me. I just want to say Dave's hat is what scares me. Dave's, Dave's hat. hat. Dave's hat's what scares you. The two marks on the back, and he wears it every day. The two marks. I don't. Why, marks. why the hat? He has two marks on his hat. No. If it's an edible hat, sounds like Dave. It's an edible hat. One of the funnier stories we have from class was one day we had uh, found a picture of Dave online, and uh, we had thought of like like a funny prank to play on him, where we put like warning, uh, dangerous man mixes sound like <laughs> like like garbage or something. I, I can't remember what exactly was on it, but we taped them all around the studio. <laughs> With his Grammy. With his Grammy, and oh, then we like, photoshopped uh, NS10s in the background, which for you guys, if you don't know, that is Elliot's love language. <laughs> NS10s are amazing speakers, yeah. for sure. Oh, do you have a picture, Noah? 
Oh, we have oh, pictures. Yeah, oh, we have a picture of him? Oh, oh my gosh, you still have it? That's amazing. Yeah, it says, if you spot this man, seek shelter immediately. And we photoshopped like this. We should put that, He's like, smiling. Yeah. In there. We got some pictures that you think it's the beard after. Yeah. It's definitely the Like beard. the resting face with a beard. Yeah. The, the thing is, though, he's so confident help. in everything that he deserves to be, right? Like, he's he knows everything so well. He does. That when you get a basic question, sometimes like, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Can I yeah. even reply to you? <laughs> well, the cool thing about Dave, too, is that, like, he's very humble as well. Like, he had, the guy has a Grammy, but I never hear him talk about it. Like, never. In fact, one of the funnier things I thought about just now was uh, he keeps his Grammy above the microwave at the studio. <laughs> like, it's just sitting on top of the microwave. It's just a thing I have. It's just, uh, you know, so that it's just way, a little thing. Every time you eat a Hot Pocket, you'll be reminded. Exactly. <laughs> Hot Pockets with Dave's Grammy. That needs to be a hashtag somewhere. If that's not humility, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. Nah, he's a great dude. So, uh, speaking of the, the school, I, I just got to know, how bad of a student was that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's honestly probably one of the best students I've had in a while. No. You, same you, you don't have to lie. He's yeah, not, not holding not, you hostage. Not, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have a straight face. Yeah. We know he's not great with time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, him and Noah over there, like, huh. questions, like, actively, like, there because they want to learn the topic of the day. Like, that's the best thing you can look mm-hmm. for a student. And the students who are like, oh, we have to do what today? It's Looking like, at the Why are you even here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, if, if yeah. you're, if you don't, if you're not, like, into whatever we're going over on the day, like, I don't understand what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. when I was at, like, Berkeley, like, I had, like, I took, like, a bunch of engineering because I had a minor in mute, or music production engineering right so i took a bunch of engineering courses as well in undergrad and uh like i took a whole pro tools class and every day i was like dude give me every shout out to jason jason stokes who was like my pro tools teacher he was yeah. like drill sergeant for pro tools <laughs> drill sergeant and like i eat it up man like every like so much info all i cared about was get was gathering all the info and so for me and just berkeley kids in general like all they want is like they're like it's Berkeley feels like the best kid from every city across the world. Mm. My grade had ninety seven mm. student or ninety seven countries worth of people in it. Like ninety seven countries? countries. Wow. wow. So like it's as diverse. It's the best picks from everywhere. Wow. And everyone's there because they want to get better than everyone one else and grow. Like so, we would eat it all up. And then I have students at the university and other places, and and sometimes they're not like they're like, oh, we got to do what today? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> dude, I've never met. Like, are you kidding me? You're like this isn't high school algebra. Like, like yeah, you man. chose to be here. Like yeah. I'm trying to give you tools to be successful. If you don't want to learn how to use these tools and be at such a huge disadvantage, go to like any other school. Like go somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. I... Yeah. At, at least hearing uh, about you from from Zach and Noah, they really liked you as a as a professor. Um, oh, he was absolutely garbage. Yeah, something, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but something I heard is that, you know, it was a fun class, but they also learned a whole lot. And that was something, you know, going through high school and college, the best teachers were the ones that you could go in there and you knew you were going to have like a fun, mm-hmm. fun day. But also you learned a lot. And that you don't yeah. see that a whole lot. Cause it's either like the teachers are really strict and you were there and it's like, you can't do anything else but just sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. Or the class is like, you're having a lot of fun, but you're not yeah. learning anything. Yeah. And right. so the happy yeah. medium is great in, in school. Yeah. Like, it should be a good time. It should be realistic. So, uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, with my background, like, people are not, like, deathly, like, suit and tie serious. Yeah. We're there, <laughs> and we're doing the job, and, like, 
that's that. So like if we can have fun, like normal fun and joke around and still learn the same stuff, uh, then that's like preferable. Cause like my favorite teachers were like the ones that like I'd go to like venues with and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just be <laughs> hanging. And, um, yeah. And I'm also like, I'm young, I'm pretty young. I think I'm, I feel like a kid still. So I'm really close to a lot of my students age, like mm-hmm. university, even my high school students and my nonprofit students and my private student students and dark horse students, whatever. So we're kind of like, we can like relate. Like I still understand most of the stuff they're talking about. Now when they come in, they're like, you know, with their new lingo that I haven't been <laughs> yeah. able to keep up with for the past four years. Cause like, I don't have the bandwidth anymore. Like that's when I lose them. But like, we're so close in age mm-hmm. that like, yep. we're kind of on the same page. I just happen to be doing the things that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it seems to me like the perfect situation. Like I wish all my professors were like that of that attitude or within the age range that was really close. So we could just be like friends. Right. So like I'm just basically friends with most of my students. Right. Well, I can definitely attest you are by far the best teacher and guidance I have ever received in any role like that. Obviously, besides my mom. I mean, I love my mama. So. <laughs> I was about to say. I think that's yeah. Fine. But um, that's fine. I, I do ask this, though. I mean, you, you're teaching university and you're teaching over at, at the school. I mean, uh, in Michigan and at 28 years old. I mean, what, what's your teaching style like? How do you approach it? And how do you get through to this younger generation that seems like they're less willing to learn and work? Um, so I just got sucked into teaching, right? So like I was yeah. before teaching at the university, before Dark Horse, even before Nutrizone and other nonprofits and stuff, like I was just getting like asked to put on workshops on DJing at like universities mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was doing like MIT, like I did the Harvard, I did Harvard, like University of Michigan, like just putting on like DJing and turntables and workshops. And that's just because like they can probably draw attendance from a DJ that has a list of artists that they all know. Like everyone knows yeah. the artists I've probably DJ for because mm-hmm. they're pop artists. So like, right. I don't know. It just, I, I think like the DJ resume, resident or resume allowed me to do a lot of stuff Yeah, just based off of that. I guess that's super cool. And I, I, just, do, I mean, into, into teaching and I love it. Like I never like went out looking to teach Yeah, and I just keep getting sucked into more and more teaching, <laughs> which sounds like a bad thing, but it, yeah. I, it's something I really, really enjoy doing. Yeah. But I, awesome, I never man. like was like, I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go be a professional in this industry. And now I'm teaching all the time too. Mm-hmm. That's totally fair. So, so you do love it. You enjoy it. Totally. It's a great time. I that's learned awesome. like a lot. Like I learned like the, in pro tools, you can do like uh, H or command H and you can, heal a clip so you don't even have to like consolidate the clip yeah. if you make a cut in it i learned that from a class that i was teaching a couple weeks ago like yeah. so i'm like learning like new shortcut right. stuff because i can't implement all these new things into my workflow because i'm on the clock hmm. yeah and i don't have the time to try stuff and i'm not just looking up tutorials all day of how to do stuff and so i'm not getting all these new features shown to me all the time so i have young folks who are doing that and showing me their new tricks and improved ways of doing improved ways of Doing stuff, yeah. Compared to the huh. traditional work, sh- or traditional workflow that I learned. Yeah. Wait, so awesome. you're, I'm gonna have to ask you about that later. Command H for healing a track, or it's H. Can you look it up or something? It's H or Command H or something, um, and it's like heal track or something. And it That's basically bizarre. just it's a consolidate clip type thing without needing the cut and the crossfade. Fascinating. Uh, heal. Sorry, guys. That was a whatever. <laughs> question. I already know all big audio like, Oh, right, right, right. right. You're a big audio tools. guy. Yeah. Schmev's our head audio engineer, in case oh, yes. you didn't know. So. Master race. <laughs> <laughs> the heal separation function. Heal separation. So what, it does a crossfade it, for you? Command H? Hmm? Automatically? Command H. Wow. 
I'll have to remember that. All right. Stuff's getting burning hot over You're, here. Oh I my am God. sweating. Why? Are you He's so hot? nervous? No. I'm, I'm burning up. What is it? It is like hot. Well, we, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm in a hoodie and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't see how you're in a hoodie right now. <laughs> he doesn't get... Hot. Well, he doesn't get hot or cold. The dude's like always at a comfortable temperature. Am I? In oh, the winter, cool. you wear shorts and a t-shirt, and in the summer, I can see you wearing pants. There's always that one kid. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. totally him. And they're always like, "Oh, I'm not even cold." <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, we heard something from Presley. Oh, hi Zach. Hey, hey, hey Presley, hey. how's it going, bud? Oh, good. How you With doing? Beard. Pretty good. Yeah, you still bald? Yeah, he's just there yeah, for the beard. Still bald. Still bald. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny too is that when I first met you, Elliot, I was already bald, but when I met these guys, I definitely wasn't. He oh, had really. Hair. When did y'all yeah. meet? Oh gosh, man! Uh, well, I've only known him for a couple of years. Let's really. start with uh, Layton, who's probably been the longest. Yeah, like ten. I, I probably met oh, him when okay. I was like eleven or something like somewhere around there. Did I know you that long? No, no, you you came like a couple years after. It's like. Because yeah. we all we all went to the same homeschool band because we're just awkward like that. We all knew. I knew yeah. about you. <laughs> awkward awkward turtle yeah but yeah and then i uh i, I met evan when i was 12 because we uh got on the same baseball team together and what's funny about that story is i distinctly remember walking to the field i was in like my prime like 12 years old i was, I was like, in my prime dude, at 12 years like, old I, I still don't even think in high school <laughs> well he is already bald so i mean but he has such a good beard it makes it hard yeah and so Almost. like i remember walking on the field and i was like man i'm gonna be the best one here i knew all the kids i'd seen them play i knew i was better and then this guy i see him jump from a sprint and i'm like oh dear lord jesus this guy is gonna smoke me now later i did find out you were a year older but yes. regardless, I was like, "Dang! Now I have to! Now I have to be nice to him." <laughs> and and your, here we are; we're friends. Being yourself, you just walked right up to him, started a conversation yep. like you've known him for years, and here, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, Zach um, definitely approached me first. I am most definitely an introvert. And Shmev, you He's know, so for nice, though, like, like two oh, years. Oh no! Oh no! Appreciate that. I've, uh, I'm Zach's Lightning. a big teddy bear. <laughs> I'm at Leighton and Presley in like, I don't know, 2017? Yeah. Right. yeah. How long ago is that now? Like four years? Five years. Hey, we're in 2022. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's fine. Quick yeah. math. It's, it's just math. Yeah. And then yeah, I met Zach and Evan through them. That's crazy. Like yeah. Yeah. a few years later. Actually met so. on Xbox. Yeah, we did. What game? Ooh. Uh, Call well, of Duty. Oh, we, we first started out in a party, but I think the... No, he didn't play COD at the time. Well, I we I mean, really did. Like, Fortnite, Fortnite was jamming, man. I don't care Fortnite. what people oh, say. Yeah. Fortnite. Oh, yeah. So you're a big yeah. gamer then? I'm not a big gamer. Like, I, uh, if if I can play a game like on a weekend to unwind, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I would love, I'd love that. Yeah. I played three games yesterday. My dad recently started playing. Oh, wow. So he, awesome. he called me. He was like, hey, I'm going to jump on Fortnite. And I was like, make sure you're updated first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we played three games. First one, got a dub. Second one, died. Third one, dub. Nice. nice. Wow. Two for three. Yeah. Nice. Dang. I think I can play, like, shooter games. Mm-hmm. I can I can, uh, mm-hmm. I can boogie in some shooter games, bro. Dude. So your dad must be pretty good if he's able to get some dubs with He's you. starting out. Um, but, like, it's just cool that, you know, like, someone, like, our parent... Yeah. Be playing. Games. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. really cool. So your back probably hurts from carrying him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, he, he was like, okay, let's get a couple games in before I go play guitar in the studio. He plays electric <laughs> guitar every night. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he that's jams cool. out and like watches Bonnaroo. Like that's what he does. That's awesome. Watches Bonnaroo. Uh, Bonnaroo. He's he's like Bonnaroo. You know what I mean? Dude. <laughs> he loves Bonnaroo. We all this need to like, go to Bonnaroo then. Yeah. This that's is one cool. of the first years he didn't go. Wow. Um, Man. 
Man. Yeah, yeah, next man. year. Man, man. We'll boogie. Man. <laughs> okay, so because you're a music guy, I just have to ask this because this has been a debate between me, Leighton, and oh, Presley. Oh, my years now. Oh, I just have gosh. to get his opinion. Do you have I'm like not... another hour and a half? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's and go. <laughs> the, the Beatles. Thoughts, thoughts on the Beatles? Uh, Funny story. When I was a kid, yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love the Beatles. Okay. Um, so, sorry, bud. Um, you're on the closing side of this. When I was a kid, my mom would play the Beatles all the time for me. So I used to, like in kindergarten or something, right? Yeah. I'd take these little slips of paper that I'd, and I'd, I'd cut out and write the Beatles on them and mm-hmm. slip them all over the classroom, like in my teacher's what? desk in their books and stuff like that. I don't know why. It was just the, Beatles. Did. <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles. Beatles. I, I love them, bro. They were cool. Um, so, yeah, I like the Beatles. What I don't like is, like, now we're talking about nerdy audio stuff. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Stereo first came out, they started doing these Beatle mixes in Stereo, oh, yeah. and they, there was no rules. Just like there's kind of no rules for Dolby Atmos right now. Like it's the new surround sound oh, right now yeah. by Apple. Yeah. And it's like, let's do drums hard left. Let's do vocals all hard right, bass hard left. Like, oh, yeah. And so hmm. right now we know like you can hear like vocals in the center and drums all over. You know, like we have mm-hmm. a good spread. Right. And they were just figuring out Stereo, so like it was just crazy. So... I hate the first stereo Beatles records. They're just awful. Mm-hmm. They're great teaching examples. Awful. Mm-hmm. Right. Beatles well, and mono the, was good, remastered, whatever, and stereo is fine. But like, anyways, it was mine. Yeah. Um, big Beatles guy. <laughs> I'm like you. My, my parents grew up listening to it. So which, that was like, oh, man. Which record? Uh, Probably Abbey Road. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, we, we learned about that in school. Abbey Road EQ. Yeah. Oh, okay. Explain the Abbey Road EQ. Oh, gosh, dude, you're going to make me explain this? It's pop quiz time, Zach. Are you prepared? Golly, dude. Okay. Abbey Road EQ. It's it's a boost on 2K? Nope. Nope. Boost on 5K. It's okay. It's been a few months. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Anyways, you want to go ahead You got it. What's the Abbey Road EQ after a reverb? The one they'd apply to after the reverbs? I know you cut off anything past 10K. Anything under... Kill me. <laughs> it's okay. You can do it. 800. 800? 800, yeah. And make a what dip? A 2K dip. 2K dip. It was a 2K dip. What also, ah, what also yeah. lives, what yeah. also yeah. lives Schmeff, in Schmeff 2K that. range? Yeah. Why does 2K matter? That's the vocal range. Yeah. Yeah, and why does that matter to humans? That's like... It's like where our mo- ears are most sensitive to. Why are they most sensitive at oh, 2K? Because babies cry around that 1 to 4K, 1 to 3K range. So I think mm. humans are tuned into 2K. So that's ah. where humans here nice. so we always like are pushing 2k and vocals and stuff like that okay. that's very interesting and dipping huh. it in other yeah. instruments to make room for vocals yeah just because babies are crying yep. that's what they allegedly allegedly <laughs> yeah. well he, here's here's my whole point to why i'm not a big fan of the beatles we gotta defend ourselves we oh, i think we're on the same page Leighton yeah. and i with this it's not so much that we don't like the music or what they did what they pioneered you know we've been into all of this before yeah but it's the sound, the way it sounds. I can't describe it. I don't know what it is, but just that era of, I guess, the, the six, way it was. 60s music? Yeah. yeah, 60s music in general. Do you the, not like tape, bro? I mean, <laughs> not really. I think what it Ooh. is, I think it's just you, bad taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad it's, taste in music. Yeah. I don't know. Like, musically, it's great. What it, like, okay, like, I end up liking modern covers of them more than yes. I do the original, just because of the way it sounds. It, okay, well, let's just dive into that. Let's, let's unpack this real quick. All right, yeah, let's okay, do it. Let's do it. Is it because of, like, how it sounds old, or because of, like, the style of singing or playing, or it sounds thinner, or, like, it sounds dirtier? Yeah, yeah. Where are we going? Don't say for, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. For me? <laughs> 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 oh, okay. yeah. For me? 
it's not not it's not that it sounds old because there's old jazz songs that I, mm-hmm. I love and like I like that style of music. I think for me it's just the style. Um and, and I guess more so the sound. And, and like what he was saying, it just has that whole like happy sixties mm. vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, Leave it to, to Beaver describe. in a sound. Some of it. <laughs> yeah. There's some sad songs from the Beatles. I mean, yeah, like it's hard to describe classics like "Hey Jude," "Yesterday." No, thank you. Oh, well, Here I comes the hey song. I like those as songs. I like the covers of "Hey Jude," <laughs> and I love <laughs> "Yesterday." But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Preston likes "Yesterday" as a, a jazz classic. as a jazz standard because yeah. that's in the yeah. real book that gets called all the, the time. Yeah, I love when that gets called. It's always fun to play. Lyrics are great, but it's listening to them play it from that original recording. I'm just like, I don't know why I don't like this. Maybe it's just like the happy-go-lucky sound of it that you don't like that they bring. Maybe. I don't Maybe know. I'm just a dark what person. What are your thoughts? I don't Maybe know. Maybe you just like your music to be darker than your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, uh, Maybe. I'm a pretty happy guy. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear you playing a lot of happy songs. What do you like? Like, what do you listen to, bro? Uh, pretty much anything except for like what we were talking about earlier. That weird era of country where they were trying a little too many things at once. <laughs> and you don't like sixties, like the hip, the uh, yeah, country yeah. rap thing. Yeah, yeah. there's it's, like on that topic. Um, there was a couple of them which I thought were kind of cool. I don't want to cut you off, so keep keep going, my friend. No, no, you're oh, you're fine. There's like like Nelly's been doing some country stuff. What do you think about Nelly? that? Wait, Nelly's been doing Nelly's country? been doing country. Like yeah. the the Nelly that you yeah, know. Nelly Nelly yeah like Saint Louis. <laughs> it's getting honey that Nelly yeah jeez <laughs> no it's it's uh, hold on she's about to <laughs> <laughs> okay. is about to take off um 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 um, um. there are some toastmasters um, it's in here somewhere bro that are freaking out don't worry you'll find it we're, we're just gonna have a quick awkward silence until you do we've had many of those, those awkward tapes yeah. You think Ringo Starr was actually a good drummer? <laughs> oh, gosh. No. That's the debate. You want to well, he's not eye. a drummer, though, but what do you think? <laughs> Elliot? <laughs> oh. He's, like, so tuned out right now. Why is there no internet? What, what's going no, oh. no connection. Oh. That's, that's basement. Me away. Yeah, we're in a basement. Mm. So what's your, no like, Lane said, what do you think? Oh, no, no comment? comment? So, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I think he just did what he needed to do. Yeah, he got the job done, it feels yeah. like. And he had groove enough. enough to play with the Beatles. Like, yeah. yeah. He was like, maybe not. I, I don't know if he has, like, amazing technical skill. <laughs> no. But yeah. he had, like, enough to, like, play for the backing band of, like, the biggest band in the world. Mm-hmm. Or backing of the biggest band in the world. So. Yeah. That sounds like a good drummer to me. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, too yeah. much hate. All right. So, yeah. we've gone over a bit about your life and your career and things you've done and your advice. And now I'm just kind of curious. I mean... You're very big into coffee right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little started. bit about that. You like coffee? I love coffee. Okay, go. Uh, about what? I don't know. Coffee. What, where's your, what level of coffee are you at? Are you at like here's like I like to order the white girl special at McDonald's all the way to like drink it black because black is the color of my soul and that's where my coffee should be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it's the color of my soul. But that's not really I like my coffee. Okay. So oh. no, not really. Um, that was a bad joke. <laughs> I don't like it black. Huh. Cause like, okay. gosh, it's so cut. It's, cut. <laughs> it's so bitter. <laughs> I just got that. There's your clip. Yeah, it's so bitter. So I need some, you know. Now nah, we won't cut. That I need out. some flavor. 
Like, I'm a big iced caramel latte. But the coffee Isn't... is the flavor. The bean, ha- that's the flavor. So, iced True. caramel latte, that's more like white girl McDonald's, yeah. like he was saying. Call me a white girl, man. I'm... You're a... a white girl. Yeah. I have a client that, whenever he comes for studio sessions, um, he calls and he's like, hey, what do you want? I'm stopping my Starbucks. And I'm like, you already know. And then we hang up. And then he goes to the window and he says, hey, can I get blah, and then a white girl special? <laughs> and that's like, that's not obviously the name of a drink. But like, yeah. he just says that at the, at the drive-thru and... Like they all laugh, and then they give him this thing: latte, <laughs> swirl, whipped cream, oh sprinkles, right. yeah. sweating, a milkshake with coffee. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is just like amazing. Like I drink coffee black, right? But like uh. at the way, the way God intended. <laughs> um, and then yeah, these white girl specials are just great. So I don't blame yeah. you. So you like both ends of the spectrum, then? Yeah, because I'm a sugar addict. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Captain Diabetes without diabetes. I feel you. <laughs> Definitely. Feel I had you. someone give me a mug once that said Captain Diabetes. Nice. They like made it. So or I, I have That's to impressive. have it every day. Like I, I get headaches now. It's bad. Dang. It's really bad. because of sugar. I don't know. Because I the mean, caffeine. I think. I think, I think caffeine coffee. withdrawals. Okay. Do you are you an everyday consumer? Of caffeine? Yes. yes. That's the that's the problem. Yeah. It is a drug. Well, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You can't do it every day. Because then your body needs this drug to get to normal. Mm, and yeah. now you're not even getting the effect of, like, you're not getting the boost anymore. Mm. And now you've just, now you've played yourself. Yep. You don't played yourself. So you don't played yourself. I need an A. Shmev, get good. Yeah. So what I, you need is yeah. more. Yeah. Is what he's saying. Yeah, because then if, if you double it, then you're getting some boost to get in. Really, it's just a never-ending cycle. Yeah, you yeah, take right. 500 milligrams of caffeine well, every day. It is a drug. So. Yeah. It's called an addiction. Um, yeah. What time are we at, Noah? Okay. Wow. Anything else, guys? Well, man, I just got to say I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure talking about your life and just everything you've been doing in this business, and we really appreciate you having here. Yeah, we're, we're, we appreciate you having here. Yeah, we appreciate you we having appreciate here. It's, you it's been great. Having was, here. That was American. I mean, English. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was thing, American. That was American. That was not English. One that thing that uh, we want to start doing for our guests from now on is that we want to oh, yeah. start giving you a duck. So oh. today you get your choice of whatever Aqua Tate's duck yes. you like is on the table bag? or in the bag. It, yeah. hold, is this because you know I have a duck thing? Especially because yeah. you have okay. a duck yeah. thing. But okay. we're going to start doing this with everybody. Mm-hmm. You can choose one off the table too if you yeah, like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you can have I don't think I even have to look at the rest. It's just camo. It's camo. Oh, really? Okay. Sweet. I like the this camo. <laughs> this is gonna go on my other NS10. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I have three pairs of them, so now it's nice. You officially have an Aqua Tapes yeah. ducky, my friend. That's right. awesome. I appreciate that. That's, that's <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we awesome. really appreciate you being on. You're like the first like guest guest we've had on this podcast first guest so, guest yeah and what a guess way to guess. kick it off yeah <laughs> we appreciate um, you having here <laughs> having here in american yeah. totally and whenever you guys want to do the three-hour non-stop version i'm down the joe yeah, rogan the joe rogan, 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 joe rogan yeah, deluxe. Can, i love that we can talk about random off-topic things that's that's oh, why, yes that's why I think. and you okay. know we have considered in the future maybe possibly doing a pg-13 podcast so <laughs> maybe we might invite you on for that if you have something like two steps past that R R. Yeah. R R R. Yeah. The pirate rating. Yeah. Thanks again, man. It was a pleasure having you on. The ones listening, thank you guys for listening or if you're watching. Appreciate that too. Join us for episode 40. And until next time, thank you for joining us for a session of Aquinas. Thank mm-hmm. you.